Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. And thank you so much for spending time with me again today to learn about how to serve God more effectively. I would like to teach you the subject of working together in the church community. We have only one life to live, and we want to make it count on this earth in this generation. And God has the desire to build local churches around the world so that His people will be taken care of. We should ask the Holy Spirit to give us the passion, the zeal for the house of God and get involved in building the house of God. Let us pray together. Father, we thank You so much, Lord, for this opportunity that we can hear the Word of God and we can learn Your principle, the truth, the mysteries, and the Revelation from heaven. Lord, we want to be fruitful. We want to be used by you in a greater way. Father, we love you so much. And because we love you, we want to obey you. We want to do what you say, Lord. Today, show us your ways. May your Holy Spirit open our eyes to see the truth of heaven. May your ears be attentive to our prayer right now, and answer us, Lord. Use us, anoint us to build your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is the second part of this teaching regarding how to work together or serve the Lord together in the community of believers, which is the local church. In the last session, you learned that in order to work with brother and sister in the church, in the ministry, or in any department of the church, we need to watch our mouth. We need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. We need to speak things out of the Holy Spirit. Speak only things that builds people up and encourage people and build the church. We should not contain or harbor any wrong thinkings, sinful attitude, unholy and ungodly things in our heart. Because out of the heart will overflow the things to our mouth. To build the church community is so important to keep our life pure and holy and speak the word of faith, speak the edification word, the word that builds people up all the time. Today, we would like to learn the second principle of how to serve together. My brother and sister, this is the fact of life. No one is perfect. Only God is perfect. Every one of us has weaknesses and strength in certain areas. We don't have all the spiritual gifts we have certain gifts, and other people have other gifts. So when we come together, 
We need to learn how to love each other unconditionally and serve together as a team. This is why Jesus say in John chapter 13 verses 34 to 35, this is a command of Jesus. It's the new commandment to the church people. John 13, 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Love is so important in the church community. We need to love one another unconditionally. No matter what skin color, what social background, spiritual background, no matter where people come from, we make a decision, we're going to love one another, means well to one another, build each other up, and only sow the seed of love to one another. Love will glue us together. Love will help us to stay together. When the devil tried to attack the church, when the devil tried to make us misunderstand one another or hurt each other's feelings because of our imperfection or our differences in culture and languages and backgrounds, we make a decision, I'm going to forgive you. I will go on and love you and serve the Lord with you. I will love you with all the love that God has given to me. It's not human love, but it's the love of God. Now, we want to look at something deeper than just the human level of love. Let's look at what happened between David and Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 42. At last, Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other, in the Lord's name, the Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left and Jonathan returned to the town. In this scripture, we can see the loving relationship between the two brothers who believe in Jehovah. Jonathan and David love each other and make a covenant of loyalty. Loyalty is so important in the ministry. We need to be loyal to one another. Love is the basis of loyalty because we love God with all our heart and we love one another. Then we are loyal to one another. We will not cheat one another. We will not lie to one another. We will not allow anybody to stab the back of our brother and sister. We will protect their back. We will not gossip about our brother and sister, but talk good about them. Always mean well to them and stand together, whether up or down, crying together, laughing together. We're going to be loyal to one another and serve the Lord together to the end. The church of Jesus Christ is not just a place of entertainment. It's not just a place that people walk in one hour and walk out and no one knows each other. It's not the place like a football stadium that people come in and enjoy some show and some game and then everyone go back home to do their own things. 
No, the church is a family. The church is a community of disciples of committed people that we must be loyal to one another. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 21, I read from NASB. He who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness and honor. Wow. God said, if you pursue righteousness, live a righteous life, live a life that is pleasing to God, and you pursue loyalty toward God, we are loyal to God, and we are loyal to one another. God say, you're going to find life. Life includes good health, prosperity, include success, protection, good things, long life, the grace of God, the favor of God. God gives us life and righteousness and also honor. My dear brother and sister, we should be loyal to God. We should be loyal to one another. We should not attack each other and cause pain and suffering to one another. We should always protect one another and walk together as a team. We, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we must pursue righteousness and loyalty. I make a vow to God. I will be loyal to my wife, to my kids, and to the members in the church where God asked me to take care of. I will not hurt my members. I will not cheat my members. I will not cause any harm to my members. I always pray for them, support them, do everything good to them. That is the loyalty. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. This is in New Living Translation. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Wow. The Bible says, put loyalty and kindness in your heart. Tie them around your neck. This is deep. It means it will stick with you. As you get older, as time goes by, everywhere you show up, every time you come to church, people will see that this man and this woman always kind to people, always choose kindness, not condemnation or hurting people. This man, this woman, is so loyal to his pastor, to his team, to the church. Whether up or down, he's there. You can count on him and her because it's imprinted in the heart of that man and woman. And I pray that you will be that kind of man that God can trust you and God can use you. Loyalty to God and loyalty to other people in the local church. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 22. Loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. People who are loyal are very attractive. It's true. I have been a pastor for more than 30 years now. I and my wife, Pastor Da, really feel drawn to be around people who are loyal to the church and loyal to their friends. People who have the attitude of consumer come in to get the blessing, help me, 
serve me and take advantage of people. When when they get the advantage and they say, "Okay, it's done. I go to another church. I get more advantage from another church." There is no commitment, no loyalty. Those people are not very attractive to be around because you know that one day they're gonna walk out of you. You know that one day they're gonna hurt your feeling because they are there for themselves. They are not there for the community. But loyal people are there for the community, for other people. They are very attractive. We should be that kind of people that everyone want to be our friend. Everyone want to hang around us because we are so loyal to them, and we are so faithful and have integrity in our life. Amen. First Chronicle, chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty-four. The people in that generation make a pledge of loyalty toward King Solomon. All the officials, the warriors, and the sons of King David pledge. Their loyalty to King Solomon. Have you ever done that? Have you ever pledged and make a vow to God? I am loyal to you, Lord. I will not love money more than you. I will not love my comfort more than you. I will not do my own things. I will obey you. I will do your will, and I will be loyal to my brothers and sisters. I will do everything for their benefit. I'm not here to be a consumer. I'm not here for my own benefit. I'm gonna do everything for the sake of the whole community. That is a loyal people, and King Solomon needed those kind of people who were loyal to him to build the nation together. Any community, any family, any nation need loyal people to build that community up. James chapter one verses six to seven in NLT New Living Translation. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. NLT used the word undivided loyalty. We serve God only. We don't have other gods. And when we make a decision to do something, we mean it. We will do it to the end. I'm loyal to God. God called me to do this. I promise God. I make a vow to God. I'm gonna keep going, no matter how hard it is, no matter what obstacle come against me. I'm gonna keep going and going. I am. Not divided in my heart. I'm loyal to my God and to what I promise Him, and I'm loyal to my team members as well. God bless King David. Do you know that every leader in the world need loyal teams, need the loyal followers. Every pastor in every church needs loyal servant, disciple, and Members, we can see that example in the life of King David. King David, even though he was persecuted by King Saul, even though he has to run away to save his life, but God provided for him loyal people, the people who so committed to protect him 
and to work with him to fulfill the will of God in David's life and calling. First Chronicles chapter 12 verses 1 to 2. Now these were the men who came to David at Ziklag, while he was still a fugitive from Saul the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow. They were Benjamin. Saul's brother. Everyone say, mighty men. They were mighty men of David. These mighty men, these warriors, were so loyal to King David. They committed themselves to protect this godly man, this man who was called by God to be the future king, this prophet of God. They were loyal. They used their ability, their talents and gifts to fight the warfare together for King David. Look at one example in verse 23, 1 Chronicles 12, 33. Men of Sebulun experienced soldiers prepare for battle with every type of weapon to help David with undivided loyalty. 50,000. Wow. The Bible says that these mighty men in First Chronicles chapter 12, were loyal to David. They had undivided loyalty. They were in the warfare. Brother and sister, the church is the army of God. God put commanders, sub-commander under him. He is the chief captain. Jesus is the chief captain, the head captain. And he put commanders in each church the pastor and the elders and all the minister. And God put also the servant, the soldiers that fight spiritual warfare to protect the kingdom of God, to, set the, to get the soul out of the kingdom of darkness, to make disciples, to pray and become a gatekeepers to really bring the people into the kingdom and save them and help them and help them to grow. In the army, we need soldiers or mighty men and women that has undivided, that have undivided loyalty in their heart. In Second Samuel chapter 23, talk about the name of the mighty men of David. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joseph, Bashibeth, the Tadmonite, chief among the captains. And continue, you can continue to read in 2 Samuel 23. 2 Samuel 23, 13 to 17, talk about also three of the mighty men. Look at how these mighty men serve God with sacrifice, risk their life for their leaders. Then three of the thirty chief men went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave Adullam. And the troop of the Philistine encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. 
And David said with longing, "Oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate." So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistine while they risked their life to go in to get just a cup of water for their leader David to drink. Drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, "Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this." Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their life? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Wow! The church of God need committed, faithful, never give up, tenacious, mighty men to fight and fight and fight and support. Lift the arms up of their leader, and continue to build the kingdom of God like these three mighty men. They were willing to risk their life. They were willing to take off their comfort zone and go in to do something for their leaders. My brother and sister, love and relationship in the church is so important. Loyalty is a part of true. Divine love. God is loyal to us. He never forsake us. He never leave us. As long as we walk with Him, He is loyal to us. We should be loyal to Him, and we should be loyal to one another. And out of the loyal heart and loyal life, we begin to build trust. In any relationship or ministry, we need to trust one another. Trust is so important. You don't want to give responsibility to people that you don't trust. God will not anoint you with more anointing if He cannot trust you. Therefore, part of love—not just only loyalty, but part of love—also include living a trustworthy life, that your team members and your leader can trust. Your commitment, trust that you will get the job done, trust that you will protect them, trust that you will not just walk away, get mad and run away. No matter what happen, your team members and your God and your leader can trust you. That's why First Corinthians chapter four verses one to two say, "So then, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with." The secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Trustworthy people must be faithful. God see your faithfulness. You don't drop the ball. You don't walk away. You keep going, doing the work God called you to do. You are not yo-yo up and down. One day show up, another day you don't show up. You are trustworthy. God trusts you enough. God gonna give you ministry, anointing, grace, and God say, "I require you. I want to see that you are trustworthy." Titus chapter two verses nine to ten: Slave must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, 
but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. Again, slave. We are the slave of God. We serve God as His servant. We must be trustworthy. We must be faithful, loyal, because we love Him, and because we love Him, we love one another, and we're going to be loyal to one another and loyal to our leaders and be trustworthy. They can trust us. I know that God may not call you to be in the church that I take care of. God may call you to be in another ministry, in another church. Make sure that you are in the place, the ministry, and the church that God called you to be. Once you know God called you to be there, just commit there. Be faithful. Be loyal. Be trustworthy. Serve your pastor. Serve your leader in the ministry faithfully, and eventually God gonna promote you. And if the whole church and the whole ministry have this kind of characters and attributes in their life, I believe the kingdom of God shall expand very quickly. And the Bible say a while ago. Let me read one more time. They will make the teaching about God, our Savior, attractive in every way. Your unbelieving loved ones, family members, your unbelieving friend, look at you. Look at the how the your church run, how you relate to one another in the church. They will listen to the teaching of God. They feel that Christianity is very attractive. I want to be a Christian. I want to believe in Jesus because your way of life show that God is real, and your way of life is love, loyalty, and trustworthy. I believe this teaching encourages you to be that kind of servant in the church community. I will come back to see you in the third session of this series. Next one, we're going to learn more how to work together with brother and sister in the same church community. Okay? Thank you so much for listening to this teaching, and I pray that the Spirit of the living God will move in your heart to give you a new heart and new spirit that you will become this kind of person that we talk about, the disciple of love, loyalty, and trustworthiness. And may the Lord use you, touch you, change you, and transform you to be the disciple whom Jesus is proud of. And He can trust you, and you will be used greatly in this generation. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless you and use you and anoint you and give you great grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.